Welcome to Board Game Binge, the place where we bring you bite-sized, bingeable board game content across the industry. I'm your host, James Staley, and in this episode, we're chatting with Tom Hughes and Patrick O'Callaghan from Space.Games. Next week, Space.Games is launching their newest title on Kickstarter, Factory Floor, a one-to-four-player polyomino tile-laying game. Tom and Patrick are joining us from Ireland. Tom, Patrick, welcome to The Binge. How are you doing? Thanks for having us. Hi, James. Great having you. Oh, it's uh, it's great to have you guys here. Now, I first saw this game, um, oh, gosh, I think a couple months ago, I saw the initial graphic with the artwork mm-hmm. and I got excited. I actually used to work in a, in a factory a uh, number of years when I, when I was younger, uh, helped put me through school. And mm-hmm. uh, as soon as I saw that, of course, it piqued my interest right away. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tell you, the, the artwork is, is, is awesome. I love it. So mm-hmm. Let's get into this. Where, where have you guys, what are your day jobs? Where, where'd you guys come from? Where where this all kind of come about? Uh, do you want to kick sure. off, Pat? Uh, sure, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, well, we're both uh, based in Ireland. I, I work in animation, actually. You know, so okay. I, so my, my day job is in animation, mostly like a, a storyboard artist. I mostly work in like uh, TV animation, uh, sort of uh, mostly European occasionally like uh, American mostly like preschool that sort of things you know so been doing it for just over 10 years now you know wow. uh, yeah love it it's great fun you know uh lets me draw all the time so I'm happy out you know uh let's see that's gonna be a skill set that's uh come in handy uh for uh doing artwork on a board game I guess hey eh? like if uh, you've already know kind of the animation style <laughs> certainly that's got to help you with your uh your preview videos I've been watching which are Awesome. Yeah, right. yeah, big time, big yeah. time. Like it absolutely has like it's it, it, a lot of transferable skills. I think you know the recruiters would call it, you know, and uh, it's it's been really handy. Like uh, suddenly, yeah, you you know how to make things move and you know like make it look hopefully nice, you know, to people. And uh, it's really you know and, and try to sort of like find a way, like you know, find character, find personality, find stories, find something that maybe appeals to people. I think. Yeah, that, I'm always they, fascinated by the um by the actual creative process right so i was watching one of the videos you did where it shows like a time lapse of you drawing like one of these factory workers oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and the first sketch starts off and it looks like a shape of like a bean right and then there's more sketches more sketches and you're cleaning it up and you see this thing it's almost like clay kind of coming together and yeah, forming into this character yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah totally totally and, and i think that's i mean that's like, I mean, it's, it, you know, you're kind of in the jungle, you know, and you're just yeah. sort of trying to find your way through, you know, like, uh, like, you know, sometimes every once in a while you have this thing that it's like, it's like the, the lines are glowing out of the page and you know what you want, you know, yeah. but a lot of, a lot of times, and it's important, you know, like for, for any sort of like boarding artists or whatever that is out there out there. So like a lot of it is just digging through, you know, just trying to find, trying to explore, you know, and like, yeah. And, you know, sort of start rough and then don't, don't, until you find like a north star you know and it's like yeah. okay now now i know where i'm going you know and, it's like the and, image is there and you're you're just bringing it out right it's, yeah it's like it's from, dig from and the find fog it. yeah from the fog yeah exactly or, or or like you know like ace ventura coming out of a rhino you know it's like it's just <laughs> yeah, exactly there. yeah it's like one Good way image. or the other yeah it's you know i mean it, it, it's graceful that way yeah. what about you tom what's your background oh well uh, me i from about 18 I, I got into the games industry the digital games industry um and uh yeah uh, hi- hibernated in there until uh, uh a year or two ago and then moved over to project management 
Um, but uh, I'm I'm doing I'm doing the analog games now instead of the digital ones. Trying to make games for for that we'd like as opposed to what other people would like, I guess. Yeah. And have you found that uh, like it's interesting to see that evolution, right? Because I think anybody looking back, certainly I was of this mind frame. If you go back to like the '90s, mm. I mean, the board game industry was dead, right? Yeah. You had yeah, uh, you know a, a few players is all consolidated as your classic monopolies and risks and things like that. Everybody was moving the game consoles, and now here we are. Uh, today and the industry's exploded and it, was that was that a surprise to you when you saw kind of that that shift going back the other way and is that what kind of pulled you in or was it more just a passion for board games from uh, your past um I, I don't know really like I, I remember when I sort of saw board games really starting to take off again I remember getting really excited about it um, I, I'm sure like a lot, a lot of your listeners like it's just, you know, with with that love uh, of, you know, that memory of board games and things and playing with my mum and dad and stuff. Yeah. Um, just the idea that there'd be new and exciting stuff coming all the time uh, was was really, you know, was really sort of um, was something that I got really buzzed about. Um, but I just, you know, I mean, what but uh, they're saying now is about a thousand game releases a year, something like that. It's, or more. It's, yeah. It's crazy. It, is he, have you found it almost like a reprieve from the day-to-day? It's kind of like, you know, when people are working on a computer all day, for instance, the last thing you want to do when you get home is get on a computer. Is this <laughs> the kind of thing that's kind of allow you to kind of detach uh, from the digital side and kind of get more into the tactile and the tangible? When, I, when I'm doing game design at the moment, um, I, I will avoid tabletop simulator or something like that for as long as possible. Oh, like really? It, okay. it'll, it'll, yeah, it'll be cardboard for me all the way just because I want something tactile in my hands. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I just, I, it's just so much, it's so much nicer just getting to the, to, to a table, I think, um, you know, because uh, especially with, with um, multiplayer growing uh, so exponentially, like yeah. to be playing with people, but you, you're not next to them, you know, you, you never might find out who they are. Whereas mm-hmm. with, with board games, you they're, they're there with you, which is great, you know? Yeah, the digital side can never replace the the interpersonal, right? It's no. that exchange of energy between people and, uh, you know, the laughter and so forth and reading off each other's body language and, uh, you know, just the, you know, the fun of the moment. Uh, I don't know if you'll ever be able to uh, repl- replicate that on the digital side. Yeah, and it's 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 as much about the experience of playing the game. There's so many games you play, and it's kind of obviously you're you're competing, but whether you win or not isn't the primary goal. It's it's looking back at things and saying, look what I built, look what I did, look at the routes I took, and and talking about it together. I think I think that's um, unique to board games over digital games. Is there's much more of a drive, especially multi multiplayer games. Sorry, yeah. digital games is there's a drive to I want to win, whereas with board games it's I want to play. You know, which unless really you played like. in my family growing up and then you know, <laughs> yeah. play, yeah. play to win and fighting oh. and oh yeah yeah so how did you guys meet how did you guys get connected well um, it was a dark and stormy night <laughs> uh, um, yeah. we uh we actually um so i i moved over to ireland about eight or nine years ago i think mm. um and um pat was already a member of an improv comedy troupe called kill the monster mm. and um uh well, well, we actually met in uh, in no drama, and like oh, we, yeah, we did. Sorry, yeah, yeah. We were, sorry, we we were both part of an amateur drama group because we we've both done theater in the past, you know, for mm. you know for fun. And we uh, both we both played the same character in a play in different plays, yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh, in different uh, yeah, um, uh, stagings of the play. And then um, yeah, after that, I think uh, 
we both have a you know a, a passion for improv comedy you know so apologies if some of the comments are just ad lib stream of consciousness <laughs> stuff it's just kind of just happens like that uh, for us uh but then um uh yeah i think uh we we both uh, uh well i was part of a group and then tom joined um but uh and you know we kind of we bonded over time i think actually the the key for us in terms of like 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 the space talk was that i think Tom saw that I did some artwork for uh, the programs for one of our plays, you know, for one of the no drama plays. And mm -hmm. I think he said, oh, he's an artist, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm a game designer. I need an artist, you know. So, you know, he bought me a coffee and, you know, things have <laughs> never been the same again. We now, actually, were, uh, were you into to, to games before that, Patrick? Like, were you in the uh, industry uh, at all? Or? In the, in the uh, games industry? Yeah. I mean, like, 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 sort of industry-wise. No, I was in animation, so I worked that. I mean, I was, yeah. I was always been into games. Okay. Um, obviously, growing up, I liked board games. Obviously, I'm nowhere near as sort of like say hardcore as uh, Tom would be, you know. But I, yeah. I enjoyed games. I enjoy that that community aspect, the fact that it brings people together in this table, and you know, it gives you something to talk about, and then. And you know, it, it it brings people together, and then you crush their spirits, so they crush yours, you know. <laughs> uh, and uh, no, but it, it's great fun. And then yeah, I would, I would play some some games. Have always been part of like thing, you know, my life in terms of like video games. Not not like sort of they don't take the whole of my life, but they're always part. You know, they're always part of it. You yeah. Know? You know, and yeah. How'd you guys come up with the name Space Duck Games? Like, where'd that come from? What's the genesis behind that? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it was just, I think it was probably improv. We just sat and threw stuff well, at each other, wasn't it? We, we were throwing names around and I had heard this name because I don't know if you remember a few years ago, like NASA discovered this asteroid. Yes, you're dead right. You know, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. uh, it was this sort of rubber duck asteroid, you know, sorry, rubber ducky shaped asteroids, you yep. know, that was, you know, whatever, six million light years away or whatever. Uh, and uh and i think the the guys at nasa called it space dog you know and you know I, I think i thought well you know that's the name of a company if i ever heard one <laughs> uh, at least in games so i think we you know we were throwing things around obviously things that were were playful or, or goofy and yeah a little bit absurd and and space Dog kind of you know sort of you know like sort of fit the bill for us you know and uh, yeah i'm fun of ducks Pardon the pun. And where'd the idea for this game Factory Floor come from? How how did that idea kind of start? Um, well, so like I'm I'm a I'm a massive fan of of, of um, polyominoes, particularly like tile laying games. Tile laying games, I think, is is mine and my wife's sort of go to by default. And for those um, people listening, they may not know what that is. Is like taking like tiles that are like Tetris shape, right? Mm -hmm. And laying them on the board and, and fitting patterns and trying to fill things in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Isla Cats, who you you had on 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 yep. last week, I believe. Um, Patchwork. Um, Patchwork's another good one. Yeah. New York Zoo. That's 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 another new one that's out and things. Uh, Feast of Odin is the earliest one I can remember. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure well, Tetris is the well. very first one, I guess. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Tetris. Um, 
so uh, like uh, me and my wife loved uh, polyomino games like but we didn't you know sometimes we just want to fill a game sometimes we've got 20 you know 20 minutes or so and we just wanted yeah. to to bash something bash something onto the table and we didn't have anything at the time that kind of fit fit that bill um so the idea was is uh, okay well how can I create a, a player experience where there's like uh, you've got 20 minutes to do something nice and tight um, and that was that was sort of the starting point. Um, I knew it wanted to be a sort of polyomino game, but then it sort of um, leaked into this idea of well, a lot of polyomino games focus on um, the where the tiles go on the board and and set collecting and things like that, which which is a lot of fun. But I wanted to kind of try out um, sort of how the different types of of rooms as as we're using them, the tiles, yeah. how they interact with one another, um, and it just kind of really grew from there. Really, yeah. And, and it uh, naturally became a, a factory. It just it just made sense uh, after after a few playthroughs. Okay, so you had kind of the the design uh, w- with the tiles and so forth, and then from there, based on the structure, that's then the theme kind of came afterwards. Then, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's I, I suppose it's it's the you know the eternal argument for for designers is is does the theme or the mechanic come first for yeah. you? Um, and I tend to to lean more towards the mechanic. Um, and uh, I think I was I was talking to to Pat about it and saying, um, you know, it, it could maybe be about. I think I mentioned a garden patch, or you 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 mentioned a garden patch, or something yeah, like that. And then I think um, you drew the first um, minion, you know, the first worker. Mm, and true. from there, it was just bang. Okay, that's that's that. We, we've mm. we've got it now. And it just yeah, it, it was never going to be anything else after that point, really. So for those uh, uh, listening, I'm just going to share my screen really quick for those that are actually watching. Um, take us through how to play this game. So obviously the artwork is is awesome. I, I, I love the look of these characters. Um, you know, it pulls me into the theme right away. Um, but how do you talk about how you play it? Yeah, uh, I, I I love the artwork. Like uh, it's uh, I it's um, he's knocked out the part again. Has Mister Mister Callahan. Um, so uh yeah there we go uh the it's so the way the game's played is it's it's, you draw tiles from a bag um you pop them down onto the table uh everyone has exposure to all of those tiles and can see what they want to play uh you've got your factory floor which is um uh, 96 uh tiles in size and across um five days an am and a pm shift and the ability to okay <laughs> to two actions uh, uh of a given day uh you pop down tiles um and you hire workers so the the there's three tile types there is the production tiles which just give you more score through the week there are um quality control tiles and if you manage to get more uh, the more production tiles you get around them, they give you sort of um, a multiplier in terms mm. of score at the end of the week. And then the other thing, which uh, is 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 a lot of fun, is is this uh, idea that you can hire workers as well. So there's staff rooms for you to hire workers, and then you can put those workers into your production facilities and multiply their their uh, their generate uh, even more. So, so you can get yeah. more workers as you go. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's um, one one of the real sort of nice things about the game is is when you start um, the you, you're right at the score tracker now um, and you think 
like after the first round where you've scored like four or five points you're like how could i ever get to 100 and then like you just get this snowball effect of more and more and more points that was really that's really engaging so more workers more production uh you know it's sort of it's the capitalist machine uh, turning (laughs) It's, it's good fun yeah I love this idea of the different shifts and how it mixes up between the different shifts and the different days. And, and just for clarity, so the board you're playing on is you have your own, you each have your own board or is yeah. there, okay, so you each have your own board. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. not like you can mess up the other guy's factory. No, it's, uh, I suppose it's very Euro gamey in that sense. Okay. And like the only um, sort of, uh, the only way you can screw other people over is nicking the tile they wanted to, basically. Oh, so um, almost like an Azul, you you're cho- you're choosing from a pool, I guess, right? And if you exactly, grab something, yeah. and you can, if you want to be that guy, you can try to grab one that you know your competitor needs. You don't necessarily need it, but he needs it more than you do. But you're you're gonna take it to kind of prevent the score if you want to do yeah, take value. If, if you want to be that guy, you, you're, you're more than welcome to me. <laughs> Um, and I thought was, so the, the scoring to me felt a little bit like King Domino. Is that, is that a fair kind of comparison? How you have like the crowns and the more crowns you have on a tile, then that multiplier can. Um, yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, I, I it's, I, that's the sort of, that's, there's a bit of set collection as well in King, King, King Domino, I think, yeah. isn't there? And, yeah, that's true. Um, we, we lean away from that. Um, so it's not, obviously the more production tiles you have, the more points you score, but, yeah. um, you know, it's it's uh, it's more about how those tile, how the different tiles are interacting with one another, as opposed to the same tiles. Like having a big, a big staff room isn't going to score you more points. Having lots of staff rooms dotted all over the, all over your board is going to score you more points. And it's the same with quality control. And does it come with a bag? Yes, it it will it will come with a bag. Yeah, um, I think it's uh, the the our first stretch goal is is a is a nicer bag. <laughs> it comes comes with a simple flannel bag, and then it becomes a, a much nicer linen bag. I think. <laughs> and I saw some of the stretch goals too. So I mean, your workers here you have our our meeples, and I, I got the benefit of being able to see your uh, your page before it goes live. So thank you for mm-hmm. letting me uh, let me see that. But I thought it was really cool. And I won't share it here, but is um, that that you can actually you'll have custom characters, right? So you guys you know further up in your in your in your tiers and your stretch goals you have the opportunity to get like these custom shaped meeples correct yeah do you want to take this one pack no yeah yeah, yeah. well no that's uh yes that's right james like the like as yeah we start with like you know your your standard standard uh, standard meeple but hopefully yes as we go along the uh, as we go along up the the levels you know uh tiers and then hopefully yeah we'll get uh we'll get to be able to fund some like uh sort of special cutout uh, uh meeples uh, i think there'll be up to up to four different types of uh sort of uh bespoke meeples as it were this will be this will be meeple shaped they're just kind of like cut out with like the like an illustration you know it's, it's not like minions, a 3d yeah. yeah exactly it's not like yeah, a 3d yeah. mini or anything that's like oh, still yeah. cool I, I mean i can speak to yeah, the exactly. uh the design yeah. they look cool i love them yeah, and then there's there's a there's a solo player mode um is was this something that was there from the beginning or is this as a result of kind of covid there was a thought that maybe we should put a solo player in here as well or what was the thinking behind that um so i i mean i, I was always you know making the board game i always set out to make a a good multiplayer experience yeah and then uh you know i, I sort of looked at this well is is there an opportunity for a solo game here um because you know i, I don't just want to slap something on that's that's that doesn't feel good or anything like that and then we started to sort of delve into this idea of, of actually having a puzzle book, you know, I mean, you, you've, you've got, 
you've got these these tetris style pieces um you know if you're into that sort of game you're going to enjoy puzzles probably um so let's let's really push that and so there's um there's a campaign of uh 15 scenarios at launch uh, there's a few more through kicks uh, through stretch goals and things like that mm -hmm. um but you know there's there's a picture that tells you okay set the board up this way now you have uh this uh, number of turns and these are the tiles you can use and that's what you you know this is what you have to try and achieve so you know there's there's hopefully a, a different sort of variety of play there so they're really sort of puzzly and surprisingly difficult but um rewarding if you, if you do manage to get to get through to it yeah well, I think uh, obviously the recent world events, um, you know, I think now more than ever, uh, there's a need for games to come with a solo mode. Mm. We're, we're seeing it uh, a lot more frequently um, in, you know, talking to a lot of my colleagues that are in the, you know, in the process of developing games. A lot of them are putting some forethought into, okay, let's, let's make sure there's a solo mode here just because, I mean, I can speak for Canada. There's been some shutdowns. Uh, I used to go to a meetup group, a great, uh, and a shout out to the new market uh, board gamers, great meetup group, great social night. Uh, we did it uh, once a week. That hasn't happened for almost a year now. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you're, you're, you're stuck at your, your, your house. Yes. You've got your family members you can play with and so forth, but having that mode uh, that you can play on your own, I think is, is key. Uh, especially when people are looking for different ways to entertain themselves. Uh, in a time like this. So I think it's awesome that you guys have uh, a solo mode included in your game. I think that's just fantastic. Oh yeah, I Thanks. completely agree with you. It's uh, yeah, COVID has been, and it's 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 no better in Ireland, by the way. It's yeah. uh, we're very heavily in lockdown at the moment. Um, so uh, yeah, it's uh, it was definitely, and there's a, an impetus there to, to, to sort of look into solo modes, like, you know, so yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's great to be able to do that. Now this Kickstarter target's uh, fairly modest. Uh, I can say I saw it in Canadian dollars, which I think was about $6,200. Is it in euros or what's your target uh, in right now? Um, our target is $5,000 US. Um, Five US dollars. Okay, 5,000 US dollars. So yeah. again, very, very modest uh, uh, target. What was some of the thought process behind having a, a target so low? Was it cost-based? Was it based on being able to inject your own funds into the development? Or was it more kind of just making sure you had something that people could feel comfortable that this game is actually going to fund. Yeah. So I, I mean, I think for me, it was a process of looking at, at what's out there, looking at um, what's needed and things uh, uh, like that to, to retrieve our target uh, yeah. after we went out for a few uh, manufacturing uh, quotes and things like that. Um, it was sort of, okay, well, what, what can we hit where um, we have a, a little bit of a, a buffer for our backers and things like that to make sure it all goes you know as as well as it can do but we can actually get it out to people you know i mean i'd, I'd rather uh you know obviously if 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 500 or a thousand people decide they want the game that i'm very happy to to give it to, to all of sure. those people but you know if if we get a couple of hundred people that decide they want the game i don't want them to be stifled from getting it because you know it's it's a more i know that we're a a newer company on the block and there's uh you know we want to sort of um and you know, understand that people need to learn who we are, and understand that we're going to get the game out to them, and it's going to be a fun game, and 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 hopefully build our community up from there. And so, you know, maybe more less modest goals in the future, but certainly early <laughs> on is, is uh, yeah. Like well, I tell you, I'm a, I'm a fan when I see a Kickstarter campaign where the goal is based on what is the bare minimum they need to to make this this viable. Mm. 
I'm a fan of that. I'd rather see that than a campaign where it looks like it's a money grab, right? Where they're like, oh, you yeah. know, 30, 40,000, which maybe in some cases that is, you know, truly would be the cost. But there's some games where you know that they don't cost that much at yeah. the very, very base level. It's more of a money grab. And, you know, the ones that I seem to see uh, really crush it in, the, in this industry are the ones that come in with that modest goal saying, you know what, we want to make sure we can get it out the door. You know, we want this yeah. to get into people's hands. And then, you know what, if people love the idea and they jump on and we way overshoot that, that, that goal, then great. Uh, you know, we're, we're more than happy to do that, but in the interim, let's make sure we get this copy in some people's hands. Uh, yeah. so that was, uh, that was kind of cool to see that. Now, this yeah. is not your first Kickstarter. You guys ran another one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was called El Presidente uh, right. about yeah. five years mm-hmm. ago. Um, mm-hmm. that one didn't fund. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was picked as a, a top pick by Kickstarter, which is huge, right? It's very, very mm-hmm. difficult. No one knows what the secret is, is to be chosen as a top uh, Kickstarter pick. You guys <laughs> got it. And, uh, it still didn't fund, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but for me, I'd like to understand from you guys, or what are some of the learnings that came out of that? Cause clearly, uh, you know, you've gone through this once before, which is good. It's not mm-hmm. your first trip to the rodeo. Um, and there's some learning there. I'm sure that you've been able to carry over to this campaign. Yeah. I think uh, there was the, for me. There's two levels of learning. There is there is the Kickstarter side, and then the development process of the game itself. Mm. Um, and uh, on the Kickstarter front, it's uh, it's simple about the you know Kickstarter isn't there to, to to give you the crowd. You know you've got to find the crowd before before the game comes around. Um, and uh, I I think we were a little bit naive to that maybe. Um, Crowdfunding versus crowdfinding. Exactly. Yeah, They're crowd exactly. funders, not crowd finders. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, for, for me, it was, it was, um, it was the eternal optimism, you know, with, with 12 hours to go that um, we were suddenly going to get another hundred backers, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which, which, you know, it, you, you, you do naturally because you've, you've put your heart and soul in, into the oh, game yeah. for, for, for months and months and months leading up to it. Um, but uh, I think also for me is it was, it was a high, t- it was a high tag game. It was, you know, it was, um, I think it was 59 euros. So it wasn't, it was it because it had a lot of components to it and things. Yeah, it so it was, it was a huge game really for, mm-hmm. for a, for a starting project, I think, because mm-hmm. we didn't have any, any reviews or anything like that. So, you know, um, all people had to go on was, was, was blind faith in, in us. Um, it was a gorgeous game though. <laughs> uh, the, the artwork in it is, is, is uh, I have hanging in my house because it's that nice. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know what Pat you, you felt with the development process as well. Yeah, was, no, I, mean, um, I, think, I think that, uh, I mean, I, I usually say that it was like, I think we wanted to make a feature and we hadn't made a short, you know? Mm. Um, and and it was this sort of thing that you know okay well you know how to do games i know how to draw you know let's call let's call yeah, ourselves you an institute you know? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, uh, and let's do it and you know and to, to some degree it worked you know i think we worked really well for some and some of it really really worked very nicely but yeah for sure like we uh, you know the, the scope in terms of like the, the amount of assets you know the, the the individual elements of design and things like that you know it, it was it was large and uh, at least for for first game and then sort of you know in terms of like like the development process we were like developing the game and rebalancing the game and every time we rebalance the game suddenly we had to go and like change a bunch of artwork you know so so it wasn't very like like well streamlined we were kind of sort of like you know it, it always is great to sort of like 
uh, you know, feed of each other, but at mm. the same time, uh, we, we probably, there was, there was a lot of energy consumed that maybe didn't have to be consumed in that way yeah. in terms of like, okay, suddenly, you know, the map has to change. You know, and then we have to move everything around, and then obviously that takes a couple of, you know, it takes X amount of time, and, yeah. and or, or suddenly we have to like reevaluate these things. So like the, you know, so obviously that that maybe burned time that maybe could have been spent in like uh, promoting the game better. You know, yeah. I think I think we definitely fell in terms of like yeah, like the promotional side, the, the marketing side of it. We were we were very like naive in in that angle. Well, you know, as first time in, uh, you know, there's always going to be learning and, uh, you know, sometimes some of the, the best learning is a tough learning, right? Yeah. Is it a game that you guys will launch at a later date? Like, is the, did you kind of shelve it for now, but you're gonna come back at it? I mean, yeah. from I mean, my perspective, the videos, and everything you guys did were <laughs> very, very polished, right? Uh, yeah. it, it was incredibly well done your Kickstarter page. Mm. Um, so it seemed to me like the promotional elements, probably the piece that was missing the most, mm. um, it'd be a shame to see that not come to fruition at some point so is that part of the longer term plan is to eventually bring that back or yeah i, I think so yeah i mean that's definitely like you know like always you know we kind of sort of holding a flag for it and trying to sort of like bring it back you know uh sometimes you think well maybe we revamp it maybe we'll make it presidente 2099 or something you know <laughs> yeah. it comes in the future. like but like yeah i think it would be nice to sort of bring it back um obviously we're, we're, we'll have a look at it and obviously there's experience and knowledge now so we might update you know obviously we'll, we'll take the, the chance to like update the, uh, whatever parts of it we think but it would be nice to yeah to bring it back now now that maybe we know hope you know hopefully we have a better knowledge of what the roadmap is i think that you know to use an analogy i think sometimes like the you know the the it's the first the, the hardest uh win is your first win you know because you don't yeah. know how to get there you know like like uh once once you once you achieve that then you kind of have a sense of okay well this is the steps that i have to make you know before before you get to that first sort of achieved target achieved goal then you're, you're you're uncertain you're trying to do everything but you're not sure if this is the right thing when when it kind of pays up you know or when it works out then you're like okay yeah. okay now, now i have an idea so so you know and like i think tom did a great uh so I had a great plan in terms of factory floor, in terms of the design and, you know, the scope of it to make, because I think what it is is accessible, you know, as you said it, you know, yeah. it's something that can be out, you know, it can go out the door and, you know, and I think it's, you know, uh, it, it's, it's a good game, but it's, it's accessible to like sort of new players or, or like, you know, like it's easy, it's, it's fast and, and, you know, I think it's something that people sort of can take a chance on it with us, you know, uh, yeah, like, and then, uh, games that are called something. gateway games. Right. And that's, exactly. that's yeah, essentially completely. what it is, is if yeah. you want, if you're playing game night and, and we often do this when we're playing game night, the intent is to play probably three or four games. Yeah. We only have so many hours in the night. Right. So yeah. we usually like to start off with something a little bit quicker. Yeah. Build up to something that's a little bit medium weight, then we'll, you know, longer playing game. And then if there's time at the end of the night, then we'll go back to a uh, to a shorter playing game. And some of these kind of gateway games or casual games, you know, the Zools of the world and so forth that are Euro style are, are great games to kind of kick off the night or kind of wind down. You have new people coming over that are maybe not as heavy into board games that you are. These are the kind of games I like to pull out, right? You say, hey, let me uh, let me introduce you to this new game. Well, I, I mean, we're 
we're all pushers at the end of the day, aren't we? Anyone who's into the hobby is always trying to trying to pull the next the next addict in. Oh, of course, <laughs> into the oh, hobby as well. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> and, Come on, and, it, it, all the cool kids are doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why this industry keeps getting so big, is because yeah. it is so addictive, right? People do get pulled in, um, yeah. but it's these kind of games are the ones that get them hooked, right? Mm. So yeah. when I see a game like this, it just gets me excited. I love the artwork again. It looks like a ton of fun. Um, this Kickstarter comes out, I believe next Tuesday, right? Yeah. And uh, so how, yeah. how do people best uh, get notified, right? If they want to either back this Kickstarter or, or help share about it or talk about it or even follow the journey, how best do they do that? Uh, so there's, there's, a, there's a couple of routes. Probably the simplest is if you're on Kickstarter is just go onto the upcoming projects and, and, and search for Factory Floor and you'll find it there. Um, if you uh, want to sort of join our mailing list, uh, we'll, we'll update on there all the time. You can go to spaceduckgaming.com. Okay. Um, and that'll also give you details about um, Factory Floor as well. There's a few videos and things on there. Um, yeah, that's that's probably, we've, we've got a Facebook page you can join as well. Um, all, all the usual good stuff. But, yeah, you know, Spaceduck Games on Facebook. And yeah, we have a Twitter and Instagram. So you can find us, you know, Spaceduck Games, Spaceduck Gaming. You know, and, and is uh, there a link to the notify page? So if somebody wants, because I know like Kickstarter is a little funny that way, right? It's tougher yeah. to search for uh, a game if it hasn't hit, if it hasn't actually been launched yet, right? So there's a mm -hmm. preview link that's available, but to get it, sometimes you have to be, somebody has to share that with you. Is that link, how do people find that link? Is it linked into your website or into your Facebook page or where would they get that link? Uh, I, th I think it's on everything. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't think you'll miss it. Um, there, is, there is a project URL for, for a preview, um, uh, but we'll, we'll, you know, it's, it's tagged yeah. onto everything or if you click into anything, it'll, it'll take you to the page, so. Yeah, like awesome. if you if you go to our website, space.gaming, any anything that has Kickstarter on it, you click on the image, it'll it'll send you right onto the it'll send you right onto the link. You know, nice. notify. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, I just want to thank you guys for your time. Thank you for the people actually that uh, joined in to listen. We got Karen, we got JD Brown, Richard Mack actually just said uh, he loves the game. He's now a backer. He's going to be a backer. So, um, you know what, guys, I I wish you the best of success this coming year with this campaign. I think it's going to rock. It, it is right in the sweet spot, I think, uh, for people that are looking for a game like this. All the best, and uh, you guys take care. Thanks. Thanks so much. Cheers. Take care. Cheers. This has been an episode of the Board Game Binge Podcast, hosted by James Staley, produced by James Staley and Mike Bruner, with original music by Nick Smith. If you would like to watch these interviews live, simply join the Facebook group Board Game Binge, and you'll get access to live interviews, giveaways, and interesting board game content from across the industry. I can't wait for you to join us. See you next time.